Hallelujah. Come on, let's magnify him. Would you do it? Praise him till you feel the presence of God. Praise him till you feel better about your situation. Hallelujah. I praise you. I praise you. I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You cannot waste an opportunity when you come to the house of the Lord. I, I've been reminiscing lately, and I remember when they told us we couldn't come in here. And we had to stay out there. We had to do it on live stream. And I remember when we were able to come back in the building. Now, we didn't, we didn't stop having a move of God because we left the building. But there was just such a thankfulness and a gratefulness when we were allowed to come back in the building. Don't let that get old. There's still, there's still a lot of churches that aren't doing this. We can't let that get old. Amen. We don't live in fear, and, and, and I'm, I'm thankful. I, I know there's probably, well, I mean, I'm sure there are people that have been sick out there recently, but I'm, I'm thankful since the end of April when we opened back up. This church has been a very healthy church, and I am so thankful. I'm thankful for it. And I tell you, I, um, I have said this many times before, but, but ambiguous faith is not faith. It has to be directed towards something. You can't just say, well, I have, I have faith, and the, oh, they're a man of faith. Well, how do you know? Because they said it. It has to be directed to it. There has to be some fruit that is born of your faith. And when you direct it in the direction that it is supposed to go, faith brings the presence of God into that given situation and he takes care of it. If that's protecting you from sickness, if you have the faith, if you put your faith in God's protection from sickness or if you have faith for the health that he has promised heal healing health it's all the same thing if you're healthy right now you've been healed you are healed by the blood of Jesus Christ it's all the same we don't we don't wait to have faith for healing until we get sick we don't wait until we get sick to have faith for healing we have faith right now. And I, I've prayed this for years and years. Um, most every day of my life. Lord, I thank you for my health. And I realize that it is because of you. Because of your protection. I thank you for it, Lord. And I also pray. Um, Lord, help me to be a good steward of my body. Help me to to keep it disciplined and make sure that I am doing the right thing with the temple that you've given me and 
Lord, give me grace every once in a while when I eat a cheese, cheeseburger. But, amen, I think it's important that you are good stewards over your bodies. Be a good steward over your mind and you'll, and you'll have peace. Be a good steward over your body and you'll have, you'll have health. And I have also said this many times in 19, I've been pastoring here um, 19 and a half, more than 19 and a half years, July 7th or August the 7th of this year will be 20 years that I've been pastoring. And I say that only as a time frame, uh, not that I have anything to do with it, but the Lord has been so good to this church and those that remain faithful and daily exercise their faith and, and are connected to the body and are contributing to the body and being involved in God's kingdom. In nearly 20 years, we have not had a single untimely death in this church. Not one. Not one. Are you listening to me? Not one. Amen. The Lord has promised us these years, 70 years, and by means of strength, 80 years. Now, if you're over 70 or over 80, just keep on believing. Keep on believing. And when your time here on earth is done, um, then the Lord will take you on into glory, into a much better place if you're living for God. People say he's in a much better place, place but they were an alcoholic. Well, I don't know if they're in a better place. But, but when we serve the Lord... We move from, from this world into glory. It is a much better place. Praise God. I want to read one verse of Scripture today out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. And we are thankful that you are here. Thank you for being faithful. If you are a guest today, God bless you. And, and we thank you for being with us in the house of the Lord. And we pray that the Lord would bless you for being here. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels for this reason, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us of us. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject uncontainable. Everybody say uncontainable. Would you take a couple of moments here and pray with me this morning and pray earnestly. I don't want to preach without there being a good connection, a strong connection between the pulpit and the pew. Father, we need you this morning. We did not come to be a spectator to just be an attendee we did not come this morning to to just listen to pretty singing be entertained we came because we desperately need you we desire to have an encounter with you father I pray that these angels that are in this building would make themselves known unto people in this place let them begin to minister unto those that shall be the heirs of salvation 
And I pray that the glory of the Lord that is in this place and the presence of the Lord that is in this place would be felt by every person here this morning that would dare to exercise their faith. Would Really, would you just pray here for just a moment? And I pray that every heart would be open. I pray that spirits of humanity would, would be open. I pray that you would help us to do the will of God in this place. Help us to be strengthened by the power of your spirit here today. Oh God, help us to not have just, just a ceremony here, just a religious exercise, but literally let somebody's life be forever changed and transformed in this place. And I pray, God, that you would do something supernatural here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Would you clap your hands one more time with your voice lifted? With your voice lifted. Come on, let's come to church. Let's don't make this routine. God, we praise you and we exalt you, Lord. You're high above the heavens. You're great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. The word treasure in the verse that I read to you cannot, it cannot be overstated. It is a, it seems, but just a typical word. But it includes all of the fullness of God's power and glory. It's a treasure. The treasure has been placed in earthen vessels. And so when you when you speak about this treasure you are speaking you're speaking about the love, the love of God, and you're speaking about the peace of God. All of the the attributes of God. You're speaking about the seven spirits of God, the wisdom, the knowledge, the counsel, understanding, the fear of the Lord, the presence of God. You are speaking about the friendship of God, the covenants of God, the word of God, the laws of God, the commandments of God, the precepts of God, all of the characteristics and the DNA of God, the expanse of God. He doesn't just fill all time and space, but he is far beyond all time and space. There are words that are used about him like infinite and eternal. He's, there's never been a time when he did not exist. That hurts my brain to think about that. Like he doesn't have a beginning. So where was the beginning? There, there wasn't one. He didn't have one. He has always existed. Go back 10 million years in the past and he was there before that. Go back a trillion years in the past and he was before that. Go back whatever's after that, and he and he is beyond that. And he will be a trillion years and whatever is beyond that. Quintillion. He he will all from eternity past, whatever that means, to eternity future, whatever that means. He has no beginning and he has no end. Treasure. Treasure. 
Paul summed up this, this word, this treasure, the spirit of God, the presence of God, the impartation of God, the anointing of God in treasure. It's all included in that word treasure. And he said, we have this treasure, this just those few things that I talked about. My vocabulary this morning is limited. Even God did not put everything in the word about himself that was to be known. And to a couple of men in the scripture, Paul being one of them, they saw things that were not even lawful to be uttered. Think about that. Of all the things that the word of God contained about God, that treasure that he put in earthen vessels, that's you and I. Of all the things that we have in these 66 books in the Bible, there were things that Paul saw. There were things that some of the prophets saw that the Lord told, told them. Daniel was another, and he said, don't tell it. Shut it up until the time of the end. There are things that have not been explained to humanity about God. And as a matter of fact, this world that we're living in, we get, I don't know, 70, 80 years. When you're young, you think that is an eternity. But the older you get, you realize that it's just a blip on a screen. Life is but a vapor that appears for a moment and is gone tomorrow. This life that we have, these 70 or 80 years, it's just the incubator. It's just the womb of heaven that God has placed us in to learn about this much about himself. It will take eternity, however long that is, to truly understand all that God is and to have the knowledge of God and the understanding and to fully grasp who this God is that we serve but yet he choose, chooses to put this treasure in earthen vessels. You and I sitting here this morning. Now, that, that is the plan of God. We, we think about how, what a miracle in itself, how supernatural is that, that the Lord can take what transcends time and space and put it inside of a human being. He can, he can put it in the heart of a human being. He can, he can take this treasure and he can put it in an earthen vessel. And in our minds, we look at the vessel like this. The Lord puts it in and we put the lid on it. And we screw the lid tight and we've got our little vessel of religious exercise. We've got our little God here. Our little God that we've put inside of us, look at us, we've got God in us, we've got Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's clear that we do not fully understand what it means to have treasure in an earthen vessel because of the limitations of our finite thinking. We, we reduce God to some kind of religious brand. Well, I'm Baptist, I'm Methodist, I'm Pentecostal, Apostolic, Nazarene, Catholic, Presbyterian. I, I'm, I'm part of this church. Oh, I'm, no, I'm non-denominational. Man, I've just blown all the, the religious boundaries away. No, you didn't. You just joined another dogma is what you did that chose to said not use the term non-denominational so that they can reach the, mat, the, the masses of the Methodist and Presbyterian and Catholic and all that kind of stuff. And you put yourself in a non-denominational box instead of a denom denominational box. 
and we, we reduce him. We come, we sit in church, and it's just, you know, it's just a, such a drudgery. We can't make it every week. I mean, we got stuff to do. You know, we got this treasure in earthen vessels that we don't understand. We understand about a smidge of God. But it's just, it's just too arduous for us to come to the house of the Lord. But we're going to do that because we want to please God. And God's going to be so impressed with us because we showed up on Sunday morning. He's got a big smile on his face because we got our name checked on the roll. And look at that. We found a space in our week to fit God into our little religious box. But the writer in Second Chronicles said... The word God said, the heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. How much less this house that I have built. Solomon said, I don't know how big the heavens are. I don't know how, I don't know how far the expanse is, but they cannot contain him. And I don't know what we think we're doing with this house that we're building, but this is what God told me to be because he wanted to take a little part of himself and put it in this house so that we could get to know him. There, there is something in us that, that limits God. And I, I'm going to tell you, when, when we truly begin to understand the expansive nature of God and that we cannot contain him in this earthen vessel and we just we just we got this little lid on it. Look, we man, we're I mean, we're dressing just like my church teach, teaches us to dress. And we're, we've got the church lingo down, and we've got the, we know when to say man, and we know what songs they're going to sing, and we've got the pretty lights and the, and the pretty screens and all that kind of stuff. But, but the desire of God is to take this treasure that he put in earthen vessels and to reveal the excellency of his glory. Now, if you think the excellency of his glory can be revealed every once in a while, maybe a couple of times a month on a Sunday morning or something of that, like that in your life, you, you're brain dead. Amen. What the Lord wants to do in your life is so big and so expansive, but you have to change the way that you view him and the way that you think about him. God is sovereign. His ways are higher than our ways, and they are past finding out. And yet, we think that we know everything there is to know about God. Now, all of those things that I named about the love and the peace of God and the characteristics and the attributes of God, all of that can be wrapped up in the word truth. Everybody say, I believe the truth. Don't say that, but I mean, people say, I, I believe the truth. Really? Do you even know what the truth is? Because the truth is him. It's, it's not a dogma. It's, it's not just text on a page. Those are there to point you in the direction of having an understanding and encounter with the God that transcends time and space and is far beyond the heaven of heavens. They cannot contain him. Those words and that truth and that dogma and that doctrine that was given to us they are just things, they're just a roadmap to get us pointed in the direction. But it is a hunger that is going to cause us to begin to unscrew the lid of religious exercise off of this earthen vessel and say, God, I need you to do something so powerful in my life that the excellency of the glory of God will be revealed to the whole earth and that they will begin to see the greatness of your power. I'm, I'm going to get, 
I'm going to get on some things here this morning, on Sunday morning, if it's all right. We, we have such a revelation of God being our great physician that we have more confidence in the medical field than we do in him. We'll give God one shot, maybe two shots at healing us, but if it gets worse, we're going to the doctor. Because we don't understand the excellency of his power and we don't understand the fullness of his truth. But I'm going to tell you this about God that I do know. When God says it, he means it and you're not going to change it. He is sovereign and it is forever settled in heaven. In this place tonight, the Lord doesn't need an x-ray machine. He knows what kidneys are working the way they're supposed to work. And he knows what lungs are breathing. He knows where the asthma is at. He knows where the diabetes is at. He knows, he knows when the, when the thinking prob, where the thinking problems are. And he knows where the joint issues are. You can be seated. He knows where the foot pain is and the, and the joint pain. And he knows, he knows all the other organs that aren't working right. And he knows everything. He knows the marriages that are on the brink of disaster. And he knows people that have been depressed. He knows people that have been suicidal. And when you walk in this place you didn't walk in this place because you chose to walk in this place you walked in this place because the God of all eternity saw you where you were and drew you into this place because he has a plan for your life you can't contain him I don't know what you think you're doing trying to put God in your little box of thinking and religious dogma where you think that you can control everything that God does the, the releasing turning the spicking on and off God said no I'll do it all by myself I will release it at my will I'm sovereign I have all power and I will do as I please well somebody praise him here this morning come on somebody praise him here this morning now I, I know that it has not fully dawned on you what I'm really saying here this morning but this is this is this is our container We've got God in our container. We don't really have an encounter with him till we get to the house of the Lord. We've got to wait till everybody else is having an encounter with him. We don't really, we don't really do anything that takes away from uh, the program of the service because we, we are waiting to be, to be you know, hypnotically led like the Pied Piper into the presence of the Lord. But when you fully understand that you cannot contain him, there's no program that can contain him. There is no religious dogma that can contain him. Everybody claims to have the truth and yet nobody fully understands what the truth is. It is him. He is the fullness of truth. And there are things about God that he has not even revealed to you yet. And yet we think we have it all. We've drawn a line in the and said, well, I got enough. I got all that I need. This will get me to heaven. And God's saying, you, you don't have a clue. You're trying, to, you're trying to put me in this little box of what you knew when you were a child or what somebody else told you or what your grandma believed. Guess what? I've got revelation beyond what your grandma told you. And I've got some things that I want to, you can be seated. I, I've got some things that I want to show you that'll blow your mind. But I've got to get you to stop trying to force me into what you already know. If I can't get God to act in, in what I already know, then it ain't God. No, God is trying to expand himself in your life. You cannot just write a ticket to heaven based on the church that you belong to. Something's got to happen in us where we say, God, I 
I got to know more about you today than I did yesterday. And if what I knew yesterday was wrong, then God take it out of my mind. So I am not containing you in a doctrine that is not true. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Now, even right now, even right now, this exercise that we're doing, if I can just get you to fully understand, this exercise that we're doing is a container. You preach, I raise my voice, you respond, clap a little bit, sit down, and listen to more of the lecture. No, no, there's a release of God in this place. And in this place, there is treasure in earthen vessels. And the only thing that God wants to do is is reveal the excellency of his power. He is trying to reveal the excellency of his power. You think your bills intimidate God? No. You think your family issues intimidate God? No. You think your threat of divorce intimidate God? Bankruptcy? No. You think the internal uh, revenue service intimidates God? It doesn't. You think your little aches and pains intimidate God they do not we cannot contain him because when God gets ready to act everything in the building will be healed when Jesus walked through the streets of Capernaum the Bible said that they were all healed every blind eye was opened every deaf ear was unstopped every leper was cleansed the dead were raised to life again when God gets ready to act but we're trying to contain even right now even right now Even right now, I'm preaching and people are going. Containers. 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 We want to contain it, God, because if we get too much of God, we might look silly. If it becomes too robust of a move of the Holy Ghost, well, we, man, we we might mess up our Baptist protocol. If we, you know, I mean, we got to be dignified in the house of the Lord. If we, if we get too out of hand, you know, we might mess up our Catholic friends. If we just get too radical and too crazy, something supernatural may actually do something in the realm of the natural. But if we can just contain it in the realm of the natural, we don't have to worry about what we look like. We don't have to worry about our reputation. We sure don't have to worry about getting rid of our hidden sin. If we, if the, if the Spirit of the Lord moves too much we might actually have to change the way that we live uh, instead of containing him uh, in our boxing vessel of carnality he did put this vessel this treasure in earthen vessels but the reason was uh, he wanted something to explode out of you uh, so that the excellency of his power could be revealed to everybody I need to take a video from the pulpit. People getting up, straightening their clothes, make sure they're dignified, looking around, clapping their head. No. You got to get him out of the container. You got to take the lid off. You got to open up a flow of God in your life and say, God, I'm tired of messing with petty things. I'm tired of putting you in a box of carnality and struggling through every day of my life. I've got to let you loose and let you be God. Come on, I'm not frustrated. I'm trying to help you right now. 
to break, break something open right now in this place because in just a moment, God can deliver you from every craving of drugs and alcohol, nicotine, hate and bitterness and unforgiveness and religion in the name of Jesus. Come on, I've come to preach somebody out of their container mentality. If you're tired of roughing it and you're tired of fighting the same devils, why don't you loose God out of the container and let him be the uncontainable God that he is? Boy, I wish somebody would praise him like you hadn't praised him in a long time. I wish somebody would just tell God, I give it all to you. I'm going to let you be God in my life. Oh, I wish somebody would let something blow open in you. I wish somebody would let something explode out of your spirit. I can't box you in, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I feel something happening in this place right now. In the name of the Lord God, let the force of your power move in this place. I pray, God, that every rebellious son of God and daughter of God would be moved by the power of God's conviction. In Jesus' name, I pray that the anointing that destroys the yoke would be released in this place, Father. Oh yeah, come on. I can't tell a lot. Oh, say, take care. Come on, get him out of the container. Get him out of the box. He's uncontainable. He's not threatened by the things that you're threatened by. He's not intimidated by the things that you're intimidated by. God is in charge. God is in control. God is sovereign. He has all power. Oh, I, I wish somebody would do something they've never done before. Say it's Sunday morning, we gotta be all dignified. No, you gotta get him out of the container. You gotta get him out of that earthen vessel. Let the excellency of the power, hallelujah, of God be released. If you need a healing in your body, you ought to lift your hands right now and say, whoa, my God, have mercy. Come on, there it is. You ought to say, I, I'm about to let you be God. I'm about to let you do what the doctors can't do. I'm about to release your healing virtue. Father, in the name, come on, I feel it right now. There's an angel of healing in this place. There's an angel of deliverance in this place. God's power is in this place. If you need to be delivered, you ought to release it right now. Woo! Yeah, come on, I feel liberty in this place. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. 
Come on, it's happening. Let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. In the name of Jesus, I'm preaching.